Don't even know how you feel. It's adorable. Well, it's nice to see that humans never change. Open your eyes, let's begin. Yes, it's really me, it's Maui. Breathe it in. I know it's a lot, the hair, the bod. When you're staring at a demigod, what can I say except you're welcome for the tides? Hello, you're listening to the McGavin Fry's Movie Podcast. Hello, Gavin here. Ian here. And we've got an animation double bill for you today. Yeah, today we're going to review Moana, which I saw last week, and Your Name, the anime, which we fresh from the press screening. Yes, this is the new film by Makato Shinkai. Uh, this is uh, my first Makato Shinkai movie. Mine too, I, th- I think I mentioned earlier. Bumped into I've a couple of people at the uh, at the screening who seemed to know, seem to be pretty familiar with his work. Yeah, but, and there was uh, a big row, I think it was one row of anime fangirls who were yeah, yeah, yeah. deep into it. But um, before we start, uh, we should say we're sponsored as ever by GreenRoom136.com. They've now launched their new MetroMonger side bag, camera bag thing. It's slightly a good bit smaller than my one. I think it's even smaller than your uh, Rain Junk Monkey you have. Junk Monkey, yeah, that's right. Um, We saw one this morning (laughs) at the cinema. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) One of the guys had one. So if you're interested in any of these urban carry gears, you can go to GreenRoom136.com. And if you use the offer code MACYAP10, you'll get a 10% discount on your purchase. Okay. Which is pretty slick. Let's go ahead and talk. I have to answer this. <laughs> it's, the it's the same. It's the same. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I'm going to start off with Moana. Now, Moana, it reminds me a lot. When I started doing reviewing, writing reviews, and one of the first mo- animated movies I saw was at the time was Frozen. And I went to the Frozen, having seen Tangled, forced kind of to see Tangled, but I think it was okay. Mm-hmm. Not hating on Tangled. Um, but Frozen, just because of Olaf the Snowman, I thought it was going to be absolute dog shit. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> I was like going in there expecting to like, you know, I had my knives sharpened. I was ready to go in there and tell you. I know, but with Disney, you pretty much know what you're going to get. They're, they're pretty consistent. They are you know? now. I mean, but like still. you either, I mean, like I'm not a, I'm not huge into that kind of thing anyway. So, I mean, I, I understand if I go in there thinking, oh, well, I could take it or leave it, you yeah. know, but uh, I figured you've, for the most part, down the middle, you've been pretty, you know, you, you've been pretty positive towards Disney's output. Yeah, I think, but around that time, like, they were still, they were back in middling mode again. Like, I said, Tangle was around that time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what else was around that time. I can't remember. Right. But the advertising for just, Frozen was so into Olaf the Snowman, and I thought that was just, that looked like the worst of Disney. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It looked like the worst prepackaged, kid-friendly, sidekick character, and it's like, oh, God, it's so cookie-cutter, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then seeing the movie and the first two songs win me over, this is even before we've gotten to Let It Go. Right. And Moana gave me that same feeling again. Yes. Like, it's very much like, I did not expect much. I didn't even go to the press screening. I went to a, a paid preview screening because my girlfriend wanted to see it. Right. And uh, it was great. So it's about um, ancient Polynesians, mm-hmm. obviously Moana. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they live on this island, very much like the island that uh, Tom Hanks was stuck on in uh, Castaway. There's a reef around the edge of it. It's right, really okay, hard to get okay. past. And they, they, they say they never, they don't need to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I saw something recently. I don't know how they break it down with musicals. This is more, again, a musical like Frozen than, uh, say, Zootopia or anything like that. This is a, an actual musical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the classifications. I need to look them up because they're quite interesting. But the kind of idea of the, the I want song is always at the beginning, right? Is it? In a musical, it's like, you know, I want to be somewhere out there or, you know, I want to be free or someone's trying to get away from something. Yeah. You know, or get something. And or... They're, they're really depressed, but not too depressed to sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then, you know, the villain will sing something or someone new comes along and introduces themselves. The and villain, then there's the, the villain will sing about how much, you know, how much no one understands or yeah. this person's an asshole, yeah. you know. And, and why and, I should and, have and, my and way. Why does everyone else like this asshole? Yeah. And then the, the person sings the I've got what I wanted song, but I'm still not happy because I'm shallow. Yeah. And then eventually they come together. You know, well, what really matters... And then a little crab or a lobster comes in and they yeah. sing a little song reminding the person of their real reason for being and... Yeah. Did I hit it? Did I hit it on there? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, not so much the little crab thing, but we'll get to that. So yeah, Moana played by, uh, mm, yeah, uh, Louis Cravalho, mm-hmm. I guess. Well done, nicely yeah. done. <laughs> um, she plays Moana. Father wants doesn't want to leave the island. She's enticed to the ocean all the time because the ocean, as played by the, where would Disney musical animation be if it wasn't for conservative parents? Yes. who never want their children <laughs> to leave. <laughs> The ocean, as played by the CGI ocean from the abyss, mm-hmm. um, has something they want Moana to do. Right, right. So now it turns out that there has been, a, you know, they have myths and legends weaving through this of this darkness that supposedly is hitting all these islands and mm-hmm. everything else. But mm-hmm. they're all fine. And Moana grows up, and eventually the darkness comes to our island. And the, the rule, the, the the story goes that the demigod uh, Maui, mm-hmm. who's the rock, mm-hmm. um, got a bit above himself stole a rock of life thing that would give humanity the ability to create life and mm-hmm. unintentionally doomed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, Moana has to go find Maui, game to sort his shit out and save the village. Mm-hmm. And uh, the sidekick does not, sidekicks don't sing. The sidekicks in this movie do not talk. Right. There's a pig. Because they're animals. Yeah, they're animals. And there's a lot of funny stuff around that. Like, there's a pig who's very cute and is like... Oh, it's nice that they don't do that thing of, you know, talking animals. No. So none of the animals talk. Not only that, they're kind of like rubbing their nose in it because the pig wanders into a scene. And you've seen the pig is loved by everyone on the island. And then Moana is saying like, mmm, this is good cured pork. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> to the little pig. Like, he knows. And uh, her, the pig doesn't even go on the journey with her to Chicken Hey Hey, and as played by Alan Tudyk, who is just an idiot. Like he constantly, if left alone, he will walk off the boat, and as he lands in the water, will turn upside down. <laughs> like it is just a complete idiotic character, and it works pretty well, to be honest. She finds Maui, who's played by The Rock, who is, as always, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a cocky rock, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. And they got to go on an adventure, and it is interesting. I was listening to another podcast and talking about watching Cars, which all has all its problems, and Cars two and three. Mm-hmm. Cars doesn't have a villain. Ah, Lightning McQueen is his own worst enemy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's interesting. And this guy was saying it was Vinnie Calavello on the Giant Beast cast was talking about his kids, and studies have shown like kids don't remember the villain's redemption or turnabout or whatever at the end. They only remember being awesome, being evil is awesome, or and then you die. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to have a film where there is no real enemy. The enemy is, you know, you're not having confidence in yourself or not living up to your history. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Frozen as well, it's first two songs. They're not even the the ones from the, the Maui song or the ones from the trailers. Yeah. First two songs, all on board, straight away. And they, they, this is even before. This is just like Mo- Moana herself singing about what she wants to do. And her father convincing her to, you know, watch, take up her, her role as the princess of the island. There's a beautiful moment between the rock and her where it's like, you've got a, you're wearing a skirt, you've got a cute sidekick, you're a princess. Like, all he's leaving out is that you're a Disney princess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's surprisingly like laugh out loud funny. You're not 100% sure where it's going, which is great mm-hmm. in a Disney movie. As I said, there's no stereotypical villain. There is a, what seems to be a villain, but you find out more about it. Mm-hmm. Looks great. Um, as I said, the, the water tentacle from the abyss turns up quite a bit because the ocean is Moana's friend. 
Right. Okay. And it does that. It just looks like that, which I couldn't get out of my head. I kept expecting Michael Bean to turn up mm-hmm. with a nuke strapped to a sub. <laughs> um, there is a weird moment where Jermaine turns up as another type, as a as a very very big crab. Jermaine Clement, sorry. Jermaine Clement, yeah. And uh, it's one of these things that after watching the movie, like Moana turns up, Maui turns up, The Rock sings his song, and I was like, oh. This just kind of, it, it didn't hit the pacing for me and I wasn't loving it. Mm-hmm. And I felt a little bit similar to Jermaine Clements, but afterwards, those are the two songs I couldn't fucking stop. Like, I literally can't stop humming a lot of the songs in this movie. They're insanely catchy. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff they do in the um, confrontation with Jermaine Clements' character is quite interesting to see in a 3D movie. There's some things they do, like when Maui talks about, uh, he his tattoos animate. Mm-hmm. And when he's talking about his history, like, the two 3D characters are walking in front of, like, 2D, two-dimensional parchment style characters mm-hmm. as he's telling a tale mm-hmm. or Jermaine Clement there's a, lives in a, a, a cave that has sunlight coming in through water above and a whale flies swims in front of that water and it all goes like bioluminescent mm-hmm. but it looks almost 2D because it's just like glow. it's like a bad rave party but it looks like it's 2D animated but it's not it's still the 3D and it just, it's very interesting to see it's like they're pushing it in ways you don't expect like the water tech is fine. It's, it looks like real water. That's what you're going to get. But they found out, you know, they always want to push themselves. There's always something new, you know, mm-hmm. like the fur and monsters ink. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I found this to be horrifyingly enjoying, enjoyable. Um, the soundtrack will haunt your, the rest of you for the rest of your days. Um, and it's weird at the end, they have the credits with the kind of Polynesian style parchment again and the different Alan Tudyk, but he is playing a chicken. So that makes sense. Right. <clears throat> but yeah, they're really good. Very cool. Yeah. If you want to talk to us about our reviews or our opinions, you can email us at podcast at com, or you can tweet me at McNasty Prime or Gavin at Gavia. Mm-hmm. And with that, we'll move on to our next review, which is the anime Your Name, also known as... Kimi no Nawa. No, Nawa. Kimi no Nawa. Kimi no Nawa. <laughs> Nanda yo! Nani, nani? <laughs> <laughs> So the uh, the premise for this is that it's uh, two high school kids uh, who've never met. It's a guy, from, a boy from the city. His name's Taki and uh, Mitsuo. Yep. So we've told them, we've told you the names. That's basically it. Yeah. And <laughs> there's a uh, when they there's a there's a body swapping thing that when they dream or that when they go to sleep they they, they wake up as the other person. Yeah. But, uh, we, but, we, but it doesn't happen like to any fixed schedule. And it's not Freaky Friday and when they wake up in it they kind of consider it a dream. Yeah. And yeah. continually consider it a dream and when they're back in themselves it drifts away like a dream. Yeah. Until certain things happen and they realize and, this and isn't a fucking dream. Yeah. And then once they both uh, realize what's happening then they find ways to communicate with each other like leaving like uh you know journal entries, little texts yep. to, and they and it's quite amusing to see how they react to each other messing up their life, yeah. um, you know, messing up their social life and shit, like getting in, getting them involved in things that they don't necessarily want to get involved in. Um, and all that's done with a great deal of charm. Yeah. Um, it has that beautiful thing that, like, fuck, even Neon Genesis Evangelion has that. Just shots of Japanese streets in anime. Yeah. There's always power cables going over it. <laughs> Gonna mention that. Well, because I want to, I want to see like uh, the, the the time, oh. the, the time difference. <laughs> it's uh, because this movie, the the, the concept, it, it is quite similar to. It did it did make us think of the Lake House. Yes, uh, that uh, film with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, which was based on a, a, a Korean film. Oh right. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's this. This is two years. Two years ahead of it. 
Uh, oh no, it's to your gap. It's to your gap. So, <clears throat> I mean, one thing that we find out in, in this movie, in, in your name, is um, like once the whole setup has gotten through very briskly, and the whole thing of the body swapping thing, that's not a whole thing. Yes, there's a lot more to this movie, and while that's charmingly done, I, I at the beginning, I thought this looks more like a TV show. It has a very t- American anime it does. It TV does. show opening, it does. which you is know, like the, a, with the uh, with the Japanese uh, with J J. J-pop. The J-pop song. That and showing th- scenes from later in the season or yeah. later seasons of the show. Yeah, it's very anime. It's it's very... Uh, <laughs> it's very bleach. But to but to tell you anything more other than the premise... Yeah. It will... is kind of... It's kind of a dick move. Yeah, it because, will really ruin the enjoyment of the movie. Because there's so many things in this film to discover. And yeah. all you really need to know is that. Is that it's about these two kids, this guy Taki and this girl Mitsuha, who... For some reason, or, I mean, for some reason that's explained later, they, they end up swapping bodies and they end up sort of being a part of each other's life. And it's about their connection. Yeah. And they do it like a day at a time. Like, so one lap, it's not like they're doing it. They're, they switch and they have to figure out what to get back. That, it's not that kind of movie. They switch and then they figure out how to deal with it. And yeah. then events conspire to. Yeah. Sort and, things out. Yeah. And, and it's just as the, uh, you know, as their relationship sort of develops, as they start to, you know, develop feelings for each other. It's it, uh, that's when you sort of see the things that are the obstacles that are in the way, the the, the things that you didn't quite. It's not necessarily happening at the same time. There are mm. all of these other things that come into play, and yeah, it's I I, I knew very very little about it. All I knew about it was um, the whole body swapping thing. Yeah. I I didn't know, uh, and and I knew that it had been very very well reviewed. Aside from that, I didn't really know anything, and I was really glad about that because it was a it was a great film to discover. Yeah, because you. It's again, I literally, did I mention this last week or something else? Like, I literally had no idea where the movie was going. Yeah. And even when it comes to moments where it could be, could be a happy ending or it could be a sad ending, and you don't know, and both would work incredibly powerfully well. Yeah. And that's. And, and I really liked the ending. I thought it ended really well. Yeah, like you think a, it went on a bit too long? No, I liked it. Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of hobbiting going on there. There was. Different, there uh, was. Not hobbiting, sorry. There uh, was. Lord of the Ringsing. There was. You know, I mean, and ha- had the movie been maybe like 20 minutes longer, it would have bugged me. Yeah. But, uh, the, the movie, um, I thought was a decent length. It was, it didn't, it didn't bug me. Mm. And by then I was already invested. Yeah. You know, and I think, uh, it would only bug you if you don't give a shit. Yeah. And I, I really cared about these two characters and I really wanted to know, you know, how it was going to end for the two of them. Yeah. And so it, that, that, that didn't bug me. And a nice glimpse into Japanese culture as well. There's all the stuff about the shrine and stuff in the countryside I wasn't yeah. really aware of, which is nice to know. Yeah. I mean, I can very easily see this being remade. As a live action? As a live action. Yeah. Very easily. Yeah. Um, both by, by the Japanese or even by Hollywood. Yeah. It, it, it is that kind of film that I think can, can, uh, tr- uh, sort of, you know, transcend all those barriers. I mean, it's, uh, just made a huge amount of money in China. Yeah. If the Chinese can embrace it, because the Chinese don't necessarily like to embrace the Japanese. Thing. Yes. Uh, so that's that's a really good sign. It's getting glowing reviews everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's pl- it's uh, just opened in LA. There's a big piece um, on the uh, on the LA Times about it, telling people why they should go and see it. Um, it's the biggest hit in Japan this year. So yeah, I won't be surprised at all if this gets remade. Yeah, and I mean, I'm gonna. I would like to go and look back. I've heard of Voices of a Distant Star, which is apparently a guy goes off like to fight aliens and his girlfriend's behind so they can only communicate over vast distances with massive time delays mm-hmm. and he seems to do that kind of stuff mm-hmm. it's all it seems very interesting and it's the kind of anime I, I, you know I'm not going to go see Yu-Gi-Oh or you know the latest Pokemon movie but this kind of thing does in, it interests me a lot this kind of anime 
and I haven't watched any in a while. But yeah, I think it's a high, two very good high recommendations this week. Yeah, I'll have to go and check out Moana. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very different movie. <laughs> very different, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and do go evening times. Saturday evenings are great. Up until 30 seconds before the movie started, there was no children at all in our screening, and like three or four came in at that point. Right. Which is great. Because they got to get ready for school the next day. Yeah, well, it was a Saturday night. All right. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, I guess. Yeah, thanks. We'll uh, catch you on the flip side. Bye.